Thank you to the worship team. Good morning, family. It's an honor and a privilege. I can see some of the faces have been missing me. I'm here now. Thank you. I'm here now. <laughs> it's always a privilege and an honor to be here. And if you hear those that are screaming, they are at cheer with us. So that's why they are all making all the noise. Um, thank you so much. It's an honor and a privilege. I know Pastor Louis and Neil last week, they've been really busy on our theme, free and free indeed, free to live for the Lord and freedom in Christ, and they've been really unpacking it for us quite clear and thoroughly, and today it's the last sermon around the free indeed theme, and I want us to really look at it together. We're going to read from Galatians chapter 5. Last week, Neil was here talking from verse 1 to verse 15, and we will be looking from verse 16 to 26. Chapter 5, Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 to 26. And we're going to be looking at it, and we're going to see how Paul, like Neil was saying last week, how Paul was encouraging the Galatians to not put their focus and their minds around applying the law because there's no life in law because when we try to fulfill the requirements that God has for us, it always ends up in failure. We always fall short of the glory of God. And so this is a portion of scripture where Paul starts to unpack it for us to, to understand that when we, when we live by the Spirit, when we don't live by the law, then we are truly set free. And so let's jump into it, and then we will unpack it together as we go along. Galatians chapter 5, I'll be reading it from the New King James Version. The guys are going to put it up also on the screens. It says these words, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, Madness, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. I think Paul got tired there. <laughs> of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, prov provoking one another, envying one another. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we want to thank you that your word is truth, your word is life. We thank you, Father Lord, that you are the one that carries each one of us, Lord, thinking about even... This year, Lord, how your faithfulness has carried us to this point. We are so grateful, Father. And as we unpack your word, Lord, today, I ask that you will find our hearts ready, like a fertile soil, ready to receive, Lord, so we can produce a fruit, 30, 
60, a hundredfold to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. This is a very powerful portion of scripture. It tells us about how we are to live for God and not be concentrating around the law. Now, last week, Neil did such an exceptional job unpacking what it meant to live by the law. You see, the people that were being born again and receiving the law, these people in those days under the Jewish law, they were called the Gentiles. The Gentiles is anyone who's not Jewish. And they were called Gentiles, and when they received the word of God and they accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, what happened was the Jews of the day said, but you must fulfill certain things in order for you to be accepted. You must fulfill certain laws for you to be accepted as a, a, a follower of Jesus. And if you do not do these things, you are not truly a follower of Jesus. Now, Paul heard of this. And he said to the guys, listen, don't say those things to these people because when we are in Christ, we are made free by the fact that Jesus died for our sin. He fulfilled the law that God wanted it to be fulfilled. Now you may ask, does this mean that we no longer live for God in, in his laws and in his Ten Commandments? I want to try and look at every one of you in the eyes and say this. There are only 10 commandments. I don't know about you, but none of us is perfect. In all our 10 commandments, none of us can fulfill them thoroughly and through. We couldn't fulfill this. Even God mentions it to Moses. He says, I'm giving you these commandments, but they are temporary. And the thing about the commandments and the law was that because it's temporary, it kept on highlighting our sin before God. And God knew that each one of us will fall short. We won't make it. I don't know about you. Maybe, maybe you make it more times than I do. But there are times when they just, you know, the, 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 the traffic light is turning orange. And, and I just see my foot going, you know, step, stepping on it. I'm just stepping on it. Just to cross over and then it turns red. I know it's just me. All of you have never done anything like that. But we all fall short of the glory of God, isn't it? We all miss it so many times. But Paul is encouraging the Galatians and the believers and the Gentile of the day. He's saying to them, listen, you don't have to fulfill the law. You will always fall short in fulfilling the law. None of you will ever make it. Jesus has done it all. You are taking on the righteousness of Christ upon you. You are taking on the, the presence of God inside of you. If you agree that God can come and live in you through his spirit, your life will be changed and transformed from the inside out. But none of us, sometimes we feel like we need to do certain things and, and get God to like us and to agree with us and, and so, somehow gain his favor. None of us can truly gain God's favor. None of us can buy it. None of us can earn it. God desires that we freely come and pursue him with all of our hearts. And when we do that, that's when transformation starts to happen. And so that's when we, we move away from the law and we focus on what God has called us to. 
Many years ago, I wanted to buy myself a motorbike. And I went to check out some lessons and everything else. As you can hear, it means I don't have it because my, because my wife said, not a chance. I still want you around. And so I wanted to get one. And one of the things that you read about motorbikes is that if you're going to be on a motorbike, you cannot ride a bike looking down. You must look at where you're going. Because where you're going, that's where you will end up. If you're going around the corner and you're caving, you, you, can't, you can't go around the corner and, and, and hold the motorbike and go around the corner. No, you have to look around the corner and the motorbike will follow you there. The same with our relationship with God. When we focus on the law, we get caught up in the law because that's where we are focusing. But if we focus on the spirit, Paul is pushing them. He says, guys, put your mind on the things of the spirit. When we focus on the spirit, then we automatically go there. So if you focus on sin, you will end up in your sin. But if you focus on God and his righteousness and his love for you, you end up being full of his love and righteousness. You end up where you are going. I can imagine some of you are wondering from the time we started worship, what are these things for on the table, Baton? <laughs> What's going on this morning in the church? Tina, we came to pray and now this. There is a reason why all this is here. And I want to raise my first point, and this is my first point. When it comes to the things in our relationship with God, Paul is highlighting that the fight is real. The fight is real. The fight between the flesh and the spirit is real. When the flesh, not just the flesh like our flesh, but the human nature to try and do our own thing. The human nature, the, 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 the selfishness, selfish desires, doing our own thing. The sinful nature, the sinful living inside of us desires to do whatever it wants. All of us wants to set our own rules, make our own determination about our own lives. And Paul says, I, I know those things are real, but remember, if you focus on those things, that's where you will end up. But you need to focus on the spirit, and on the spirit, it's where things start to change. Now, this is where my illustration today is going to come in. All the things in this verse the vast represents our lives, and we are full of things that are not of God. Envy, jealousy, rage, all those things that are not of God. I don't need to tell you about them. You know yourself. <laughs> and all those things that are in here, they represent how we are full of things that are not of God. And, and somehow we try to take out these things with our own strength. We cannot do it. When we are born, those things are there. We are, we are born into sin and we live in a sinful world. We say things to others. We, we break down others. We damage each other. And, and all these things are inside of us like this. And we are full of these things and we can't take them out. And they influence our decision making. They influence our lives every single day. But the Lord knows this. And he knows that you and I, we cannot do it. In our own strength, forget it. You cannot please God. You cannot do it. The law will not help you. 
Because if it says if you break law number four or break law number three, it doesn't matter if you do law number eight, nine, ten, all the way. It doesn't matter. You've broken the law. And so Paul is encouraging the Galatians. He's encouraging all of us this morning. He's saying you need to understand. Move away from the law. Don't pay attention there. Move it towards the spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit, then I've brought a jug of water here to represent the Spirit. Because when we allow the Spirit in our lives, and we say, Lord, I want more of you. Lord, fill me with your Spirit. Lord, come inside of me. Transform me from the inside out. It's like the Spirit comes, and we mean it. And the Spirit comes, and these things start to live out. These things start to come out. Because the spirit inside of us is the one that is taking those things out of us. And we pray and we say, Lord, more of you in our lives. Jesus, more of you, spirit, come. Because I know I cannot do it in my own strength. And Jesus says, donkey man. <laughs> oh, what is the new word now? Danko. And then he comes and he says, come, I want to feel more of you. And these things, they start to, to come out. And, and we don't do an effort to take them out. The Spirit of God takes these things out of our lives. He transforms our lives from the inside out. I like the illustration. And this is the reason why I like the illustration. As much as we are full of the Spirit, not everything comes off, isn't it? The fight is real. The fight is real. Even when you want to take those things out, the fight is real. But I want you to look at something different. Look at inside of you. When you are full of the Spirit, the things of the flesh cannot stay inside. They are outside because of God has removed them. God has changed you from the inside out. And when that happens, it's easier for you to resist temptation. It's easier for you to, to resist wrongdoing. It's easier for you to resist temptation because they're all coming in, but they cannot go all the way down. This is what the Spirit of God does. I believe it is was Andrew Murray in the olden days. He used to say this, God, I don't want more of you. And his prayer was, God, I don't want more of you. God, can you have more of me? God, I don't want more of you. Can you have more of me? Because when God has more of you, things cannot remain the same in your life. He changes you from the inside out. Even though the, the fight is real, even though the things are there, it cannot go in and influence your life. But the fight is real, amen. The fight is real. The second point I would like to highlight, not only is the fight real, but the fruit of the Spirit is evident. The fruit of the Spirit is evident. When the Holy Spirit is inside of you, you cannot remain the same. The fruit starts to come. And when it comes, it starts to show you that God is the one who is able to transform your life. He starts to put in things in your life that changes you, 
These things, they, 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 they don't stay there, but they come out and the Lord's, the Spirit of God, gentleness comes in. And sometimes you, you pray and you say, God, today I need your strength, I need your life, and God fills you, and you feel like you have the Spirit of God, and you get to work, and this one is asking you about their email. <laughs> and you know you send the email, but they haven't read their emails. Now they're asking you, hey, Wena, don't play around like that with me. And you start to feel like, sure, I missed God somewhere. But remember that God, with his spirit, he's giving you his, the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit, as much as I can put this water, it will not come out. It will remain in us. And so the spirit comes and the spirit helps us to see that God is working things in our lives. What does the spirit do in our lives? It does a couple of things. The three main things are this. It gives us the values that we need. What are the values? The values is around our faith. The values are around our family. The values are around our friendships. The values are around our work ethic. And so when we have these values, these display the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. And so those are things that God helps us, our values. And then the second part, not only is the fruit showing in our values, the fruit shows in our character, who we really are. In our character, are we, are we loving? Are we, are we self-controlled? Because the Spirit is full in us. We don't do it in accordance to the law, trying to please God. We are doing it because the Spirit is bubbling inside of us. The Spirit is leading us to do this. And so our values and our character is affected. The third part that is touched is our generosity. Are we able to be generous? Are we able to, to show the love of God? God is generous. He desires that we become generous. And when we speak about generosity, it's not just with money and resources. It's, it's with our time. It's with our engagement in this world that so desperately needs him. And so we are living in this world that draws us to live a fruitful life. A fruitful life that is in the spirit. Cha changing us, our values, changing our character, and touching us so we may be generous because God is generous. So the fight is real. The fruit is evident, and my third point is this. The freedom in the spirit is fulfilled. The freedom in the spirit is fulfilled. I would like for the guys to please put for me the verse, verse 25, chapter five, verse 25. And this is very important for us to understand because this is what it says to us. The verse 25, it says these words, The next, I think is in this next slide. There, we, there it is. At the bottom, it says, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. You see, you cannot just live in the spirit. You, it has to be a decision that one makes every single day. To not live by the Spirit and say, I live by the Spirit. But you must live it out. You must walk out 
You must show the desire and say, God, I want this. I desire more of you. I want to carry you in my life. A story is told of a lady. She, I think her name was Kay or Kathleen. She went to this place in France, and as she was sitting by at the restaurant, she was having coffee, and she was there relaxing, and as she was doing that, she started to have this perfume, just this uh, whiff of this perfume, and she started to smell this beautiful smell everywhere, and she asked the waiter, where is this? I smell a perfume, but I don't see where it's coming from, and the waiter replied and says, no, just down the road from where we are, about 200 meters from where we are sitting, there is a perfume factory. So all the workers after hours, they go home, they pass this restaurant, and that's when we smell this fragrance every time they pass by our restaurant. And isn't it the same with the children of God? When we carry his presence within us, and wherever we go, we start to smell like him. We start to look like him. We carry him in our lives, and we, we, are, we are those that touch others and draw others to him. I don't know about you, but when somebody smells good, I, I want them a little bit closer, man. I'm glad my wife is here. Because I want them a little bit closer. Somebody, when they smell good, it's like, oh, that's a nice perfume. Where, where did you get it from? And so that's what we carry, the fragrance of Christ in us. So the fight is real. The fruit is evident. And the freedom in the spirit is fulfilled. And when it's fulfilled, it's like us. When we see a fruit bowl like this and they've chopped it up nicely, we want to have a sip of it, isn't it? We want to taste what is in there. And we want to say, yo, this is, this is good. We want to say, this is good. God, you, you are showing us, you are changing us, and others want to take a sip of you. Now, I've heard somebody said to me, or I've heard it somewhere where somebody was saying that, um, you know when you watch people eat and taste food and drink something on TV, um, they always say, mm, it's very good, huh? It's wow, it's wonderful. <laughs> Check it out next time when you're watching a, a TV show where they talk about food. Everything tastes good. And I just realized that, you know, sometimes everything can taste good while watching. But I can tell you now, this water does taste good. <laughs> this water tastes good. All I was just trying to highlight is this. Sometimes when we speak these things about the Bible, they're not practical and we miss it. But the Spirit of God shows us when He's inside of us, something does happen. So how does this affect us? In three ways. We must go and live it out. We must go and live it out. We must grow in our relationship with God. You know, sometimes things happen and, and this, gets the, this gets less and less. That's why the Bible says be, we must be refilled by the Spirit. And so this encourages all of us to live, to grow, and to go. And so the question this morning remains, which are you? The one who wants to live by the flesh 
or the one who wants to live by the Spirit. Because this is so important for us to understand. We can live by the flesh and try and sort it out. We cannot. But by the Spirit, we are guaranteed to have freedom in Christ. To have freedom in Him. To walk with Him and to be encouraged by Him. To be transformed by Him. To have a ball so beautiful because His fruit is in us. Which one are you? While I was preparing this message, I felt the Lord saying that we cannot experience this. We can only experience when we have made Jesus our Lord and Savior. And so this morning, perhaps you are here and you have never made that decision to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. You, you are trying to figure things out in your own strength. You are trying to sort this thing out in your own way. And there's a call today from the Lord that says you can come and I can fill you. I can transform your life from the inside out. I can change you. It's not going to be all perfect. There will be a fight. There will be a struggle. But I will be there with you. And perhaps you are here this morning and you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior. This morning, God has an appointment with you. He wants to engage you. He wants to draw you near to him. He wants you to experience fullness of life and freedom in him. I would like for us to please bow our heads and let's close our eyes and pray. And perhaps God, it's, it's him who's stirring these things and these thoughts inside of you. And he stares you and, and you feel like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready to make that decision. But God says today, I have an appointment with you. Don't miss out. The Bible tells us that when he knocks on the door of our hearts, we mustn't resist him. We must open up and he must come in. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, that if there's someone like this, whether online or here in this auditorium, that, Lord, they will not miss the opportunity to make Jesus their Lord and Savior, to be transformed from the inside out in Jesus' name. If it's you, I would like to invite you to pray and follow me in this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me, that you reach out to me this morning. I pray this morning, Lord, that you would forgive me of my sins. Where I've missed you, Lord, I ask you to forgive me. Lord, I choose on this day to repent and to not walk in my own way, not figure out things in my own way, but I choose to follow you. I ask you, Lord, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask you, Lord, to lead me. I ask you, Lord, to guide my every step. In Jesus' name. From this day, Lord, I choose to live for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you are the one that prayed that prayer, there will be pastors here. I would like to ask you, please do not miss the opportunity to establish this relationship with the Lord. If you are online, there will be details for you to contact the church. Don't miss out that opportunity to make Jesus your Lord and Savior 
so he can transform you into his likeness. In Jesus' name, amen. I invite the congregation to please stand. The choice that you make will define a lot of things about where you want to be, where you want to go. But God's heart is this. Those who are free are free because they live by the Spirit. And I pray for all of us this morning that that we will not choose the law and try to fulfill things in our own strength, but that we may choose to live by the Spirit. And so I would like to ask you to all just stretch out your hands like this and let's receive from the Lord His Spirit that He may fill us. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord, that this morning, Lord, we, we choose that we won't want to do things our own way and be fulfilling a law we can't fulfill, Lord. But we ask you, Spirit, fill us. Make us more like you. Transform us from the inside out. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that for all of us, we will engage with you, even in this time, Lord, where things are quieting down, Lord, that you would come and speak into our hearts. Change us from within, Lord. Let it not be by might nor by power, but by the Spirit. I ask, Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, help us, Lord. Encourage each one of us, Lord, to live by the Spirit. We thank you, Father, Lord, and I pray your blessing over your people. I speak, Lord, that you will give them life, that you will sustain them, Lord, and that you will give them new vigor for the new year in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, Lord, that you will bless the work of their hands, that whatever they put their hands on will succeed because they walk with you, Lord. Pray, Father, Lord, in Jesus' name that you will keep them all safe with their loved ones, even those that are not here, Lord. We pray your hand upon them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Blessings for you. Thank you. If you've prayed that prayer earlier, please come. The pastors will be here to connect with you. If you want prayer, please do come in the front. Thank you so much, and have a blessed festive season. Amen.